could be on a device as well. Um, that's that's an alternative to you know moving to Amazon's platform. Uh, so it allows them to you know maintain their independence, uh, but still have the great sort of you know uh, engaged voice experience that you can get with with uh, Alexa or on the Echo and via Amazon today. Cool. Okay. Um, all right. So this is good. So I, what I'll do is uh, I always when I start recording I always ask. Uh, personal background, just you know, how did you get where you are, and cool. then uh, I'll ask a little bit about, you know, of course the company, and then kind of jump into the conversation around, one of the things that I think people are really trying to figure out is, you know, they kind of understand chatbots, uh, the text-based chatbots, uh, maybe you can kind of help talk about chatbots from a voice perspective and hear kind of give them an idea of where voice fits in, in the conversational interface spectrum and and maybe how is it impacting um, since you, you are kind of looking at e-commerce how does how is voice starting to impact e-commerce in general and and what kind of things can they uh, what do they need to know about in order to really fully take advantage of with what voice has to offer? Does that does that kind yep. of make sense? Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Cool. And, Good flow. Okay. And and do you pronounce your last name Beseg Besegula? It's 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 a tough one. It's Bishelia. So Bishelia. think of like B B as bumblebee, shell as seashell, and yeah. Bishelia. Okay. That's it. Perfect. It's almost like Michelle La. Yeah. Exactly. But with a B. With a B, <laughs> right. And, um... Michelle. You're VP of Business Development? Uh, VP of Go-To-Market. V- VP of Go-To-Market. Okay, got it. Yep. All right. Well, I at least know how to say voices, so... There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cool way you guys, you know, spell it. Because yeah, first I was like, hmm. And then I was like, wait a minute, this is just voices. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> to wrap your head around it but yeah that's it yeah okay cool all right so um unless you have any other questions we can go ahead and let it rip no let's do it let me actually just uh, just make sure i'm not gonna get too much background noise here all right and i sound okay yeah yeah coming through loud and clear okay all right so here we go All right, this is Brent Leary, and with me is Eric Michelia. Eric is the VP of Go to Market for Voices. Eric, thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Brent. Good to be here. So, we're going to have a conversation around. I mean, this is one of the things I've been talking about a lot um, and really focus on because it's just fascinating this whole area of voice first uh, interaction and interfaces. Um, but before we jump into that and what Voices do, does, uh, maybe you give us a little bit of your personal background. Absolutely, Brent. Yeah, so, you know, my, my background, uh, you know, worked in, in B2B software and hardware for, uh, my, pretty much my entire career. So I worked for uh, companies like EMC Corporation uh, and logged me in um, to public companies based out of the Boston area um, and a number of startups as well, um, you know, with, with experiences, everything from, you know, uh, product marketing roles, uh, you know, building storage platforms and product management roles, 
uh, you know, building out products at LogMeIn and, and some other companies. So, uh, you know, I have, have a product works background and, and a marketing background, and um, you know, you know, excited now to be really focused on the AI space and machine learning technologies with voices. So, um, so that's that's my quick and dirty. But yeah, based based out of Boston, you know, um, two young kids and a dog and a wonderful life, and that's that's my life story. <laughs> Very nice. So tell us a little bit more about Voices. Uh, yeah, so Voices is, um, you know, uh, we, we, you know, our, our tagline is really the complete independent voice AI platform. And, and so the company's been around for about four years. Our founder and CEO, Peter Cahill, um, is, you know, he has, has really dedicated his entire career to the speech technology space. Um, he was on the faculty, uh, one of the leading schools in Dublin, which is where he founded the company. Um, and saw the opportunity to build, you know, sort of an independent um, platform that would allow anyone to add voice capabilities, voice AI capabilities to their applications. Um, and and so Voices, at the end of the day, is a, is a you know, API-based platform that allows you to very easily just stand up your own voice uh, interface. Um, and, you know, the, the, the focus of our business right now is, is, is allowing um, retail e-commerce companies to do, to do that. Um, so to, to make it really easy for someone uh, to, to find and discover and purchase products uh, via an online retailer using their voice. This is cool. So online retailer using their voice. Uh, we all know what Amazon is doing with Alexa and I just said the word, and hopefully she won't start talking to me. <laughs> and the Echo device, uh, but and, you know, Amazon isn't the only retailer, online retailer. And so, uh, how are other non-Amazon retailers, folks who are competing with Amazon, how are they able to get involved with what's going on with Voice? Because it just seems like uh, it's. Voice is coming on fast and furious, and it's such an easy uh, thing for somebody to use their voice to ask for something or to buy something. Um, but how difficult is it for retailers that are competing with Amazon to start getting involved with it? Yeah, so I mean, uh, you know, I think our, our worldview of voices of, of, of voice is, you know, it, it goes, goes a bit broader and goes beyond sort of the smart speakers, right? And I think. You know, the, the wave of interest we've seen over the past year, you know, has been mostly focused on uh, on the Echo and on uh, Google, you know, formerly enter entering the market with Google Home and obviously Apple talking about the HomePod and, and a number of other, um, you know, Sonos just came out last week um, and announced that they're, they're now going to have, you know, Alexa on their new, um, one of their new speakers. So, um, you know, that the smart speaker space is really still on the show, but the reality of it is voice voice technology, speech technology has been around since the 1950s where Bell Labs and, um, and IBM built some of the initial prototypes. Um, and it, it, it's really like, you know, and I think you hear people talking about it as the next interface, right? And, and so, at Voices, you know, we, we think it goes beyond smart speakers. It, it has a role to play in, in all the interactions we have with technology, whether that's, you know, your TV whether that's your mobile phone, whether that's your car, whether that's your washing machine, right? And, and I think we're starting to see some of that movement as well uh, as it relates to the IoT. And, and in, in e-commerce, back to your question, um, you know, it, it's, a growing, it's a growing use case. 
uh, for for busy folks to sort of use. Uh, you know, one of the main use cases on on uh, the Echo um, is is adding stuff to your shopping list, right? So, I think I think there's this big groundswell with voice, um, as you sort of mentioned, um, that we're seeing, and I think it's gonna it's it's creating this this need for companies of all sizes and in all industries to start to think about how they weave that into uh, their, their, their technology, their applications, um, so that as consumers get more accustomed to using it and are pulling for it, it's there. Um, so on, in the retail side, I think, um, you know, for, for retailers that aren't Amazon, um, you know, and, and don't want to necessarily invest in building a skill for Alexa, right? Uh, we are seeing a trend uh, w- with Google, right? When Walmart made some news recently where they, they partnered with Google um, and they, they're in the process of um, launching an, uh, what they call an action, which is Google's uh, alternative to the skill or, or you know, their, their version of the skill, as Amazon calls it. Um, but the reality of it is, like, that's not the be-all, end-all strategy for, for Walmart, right? Walmart's not going to rest on Google to be the only way that someone can use their voice to buy something from, from Walmart. Um, and they're not going to do that. They're not going to do an integration with Google, excuse me, with Amazon. So how else do they use voice, right? And so I think that's where we, we see the, the opportunity for a platform like Voices to help them, um, you know, bring their mobile app to life, right, and allow someone to talk to their mobile app, um, you know, add voice to the in-store experience and other means of interaction that consumers have with, with Walmart. So, you know, voice goes beyond just the smart speaker, as I was saying earlier, and so, you know, uh, large retailers like Walmart, uh, you know, whether it's a company like Walmart, um, whether it's a company like Target, whether it's a company like Wayfair, uh, whether it's Jet, who's now, of course, a subsidiary of Walmart, like they all have, you know, that similar sort of worldview. But smaller retailers as well who want to, you know, where they're, the brand experience that someone has with them and they don't just want to become a third-party seller on, on Amazon, you know, how, how a consumer interacts with their brands via their mobile website or app, um, you know, they can easily, using a platform like Voices, add voice to that experience as well. So... Um, I, I think that's the way we think of it, again, is, like, where are people interacting with brands and, and, and retailers, and, you know, how does voice become a part of that, ex- that experience, regardless of, of where they are, um, and, and that's something that we allow people to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does, and it kind of sparks the other question that I uh, was thinking about here is, well, how disruptive is voice to current uh, retail process, the online purchasing process. What what is going to be the biggest difference, or the maybe the most difficult transformation uh, for retailers that are kind of used to doing things online the traditional way? But how disruptive will voice be to that? Yeah, I mean, I think I think um, you know. If you rewind the clock, you know, five years ago, it, 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 the disruption for voice was mostly um, that it, it wasn't accessible, right? So, like, there, the companies that have launched voice experiences in the past, like, to actually to use, um, you know, um, Domino's as an example. Domino's, uh, you know, actually had a, a voice uh, sort of, chatbot type experience in, in their mobile app uh, years ago called Dom, 
Um, and they had to invest a decent amount of time and effort, money and resources into accessing that technology, right? So it had the potential to be to be huge for them, but they were very much ahead of the market. And, and everyone sort of uses that example um, as, you know, um, as one of the early sort of voice and chatbot experiences that, that came, came to bear in, 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 in retail. Um, so I think, I think voice has the potential now because the technology is so much more accessible to be less disruptive because it can be woven into the existing digital experience as just another means of interacting with that website or that app. Um, and the real question is, you know, less around disruption, but more around how consumers actually, uh, how you can make consumers aware of the fact that you have voice and how they should engage with it uh, within your existing experience. So that's where we see most of the sort of focus for retailers is like how to introduce it um, so that it's not disruptive to their to their users, uh, but that it actually is additive and enhances the experience. Um, because because really at the end of the day it's it, it, it's another means of you know discovering products and searching for products of you know finding answers to questions you might have like where's my order right these types of things um, but it allows users to do it in a natural language way um, and so I think you know they can they can you know it, it sort of breaks the bounds of traditional navigation and allows people to just you know, use their own words to interact with technology. So I think disruption. Um, sorry, I just had a call coming in there. I apologize. The disruption is 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 can be sort of mitigated based on how you introduce it. It seems like if the traditional kind of use case for people buying is they search for it first, and a lot of these searches are starting to take place on Amazon uh, primarily. But they yeah. search for it, they find a web, uh, you know, you get a list of results, they click on a link, then they go to the page and, and they end up, you know, buying something. Voice has uh, has the potential to completely change that <laughs> process or just asking for it and either buying it outright or, you know, some kind of visual of bringing that back and you selecting it. So how... What are the things that particularly smaller retailers may not understand about voice, the voice shopping experience that they need to get right and maybe dramatically different than the traditional shopping experience? If they don't get this right, they'll miss it. Yeah, so I think, I think, um, I think the brand element is what creates that unique distinction for for smaller retailers and smaller smaller brands, right? So, like I, I think of, um, you know, there, there's there's cer- certain apparel companies, for example, that um, that um, that I that I shop with that you know I, I they they offer a great sort of unique experience, but um, ultimately it's their products. Right, that I that I'm focused on, and why I'm engaging with them, and I think, you know, a lot of that uniqueness and a lot of that sort of that uh, connection that you have with the brand, I think, gets diminished when you're selling your products through a third-party platform, right? And I think, like Etsy, for example, has done a really good job of allowing like the uniqueness of each 
artisan um, and seller to sort of shine through in their platform, right? But Amazon sort of, it, it, it mitigates that, right? And, and so, um, or diminishes that, rather. So I think voice is interesting because, you know, it has the potential to allow that brand to, to come to life more in the interaction with your, with, with your consumer, with the customer, and um, allows, you know, you know, a sort of a two-way dialogue that, um, that is, is, is more engaging than, you know, traditional sort of navigational web structures and, um, and ultimately, you know, uh, makes that, that digital experience, you know, become a little bit closer to something that you would have a brick and mortar, um, which is something that a lot of these smaller retailers can't offer at scale. So, um, and smaller brands can't offer at scale. So I think, you know, voice and AI in general allows for more personalization. It allows for more customization. Um, and I think for the retailers that, that get it right um, and the brands that, that get it right, particularly the smaller and, and mid-sized ones, um, you know, that they're going to be able to sort of sustain those direct relationships with their customers and not get, um, you know, not get sort of... Uh, uh, completely overthrown by the the big guys like Amazon that are trying to sort of own that first point of contact with all their technology. Um, so yeah, that's how I think about it. Does, does that make sense to you, Brent? Yeah, it does. No, it's it's a kind of an interesting way to look at it. Um, what maybe how quickly can a business, an online business, a, you know, let's let's say you know. Not not a mom and pop, but a pretty you know significant size online presence retailer. Um, how quickly could they introduce voice into their selling experience? Brent, I apologize, but um, my phone is. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Are you able to edit this at all? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Can you, do you mind repeating that question? Because I just, uh, I, I just, my phone just literally, my headset went silent for like the past 20 seconds. Oh, no worries. No, I, I apologize. No, that's all right. Uh, the question I had was basically, um, uh, let's say like a, a online retailer, not a mom, not a really small guy, but you have some significant sales behind it. Um, how quickly can they get a voice into their experience? How, how much will it take and how quickly could they begin leveraging, you know, what you guys offer in your voice platform to get that into their customer experience? Yeah, so it's, 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 it's very easy, um, you know, so if, if, if you have familiarity with using uh, platforms like Stripe, uh, um, you know, or Twilio for, for you know, telephone, um, you know, uh, uh, any, any API platform, you know, along those lines that, that you've used, uh, Voices works in the same way, right? So it's, it's uh, we use APIs. We've got an SDK, which is for you know your your mobile app. You just sort of embed that into your mobile app or JavaScript library, uh, which is similar to sort of how you would put like a a, a web chat product on your website. So it's very easy to use. Uh, and, and you know uh, you know we do most of the heavy lifting really by generating the the AI for you. Um, so really, it's, it's you know all a company needs to do is, is send us their their product catalog, whether that's via an API, via their um, you know if they're using a, a a digital commerce platform like Shopify or Salesforce Commerce Cloud, we can pull all that data directly out of there. 
um, and then drop this, you know, the 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 SDK or the uh, JavaScript library into their website, and it, literally in a matter of days, uh, someone could be talking to their app. So it's it's really really quick. Um, and again, this is this is a new thing, right? Like going back a few years, it, it this was a type of project that could take months, if not years. Um, so the, the technologies, you know, changed quite a bit. Very cool. Uh, so, how much time do retailers have to introduce voice? Is it is this something that um, is a nice to have now, but maybe a need to have uh, in the next year or so? Yeah. So I think you know I think the smart speaker movement has has done a lot for voice, right? And I think twenty seventeen in general has done a lot for voice. But you know what we're um, you know, what we expect to see in 2018, going into 2018, is voice to truly become more ubiquitous, right? I think that people are now realizing that it, it, it's much more accessible, as I said earlier. So we'll see it, um, you know, we'll see it starting to emerge uh, in mobile applications and websites. Um, we'll see it starts to emerge in more technologies that we use in the, in the home, um, you know, with Sonos. And, and Echo B, for example, another company that, that did a voice integration with Amazon. So I think over the next year, voice will become much more ubiquitous. So I think for retailers, um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, 2018 is the year to, to, to invest in, in voice and, and, you know, because consumers are going to be investing in technology that, that, that has voice as a primary means of communication. So... Um, you know, I think this is the year going into 2018. It's it's, it's the year for for really voice to see broader repeal, and and this is the window. Um, so so that's you know that's sort of everything that we're seeing point to. The the other side of it for retail, I think, is you know as this as Generation X, um, you know kids, you know that are sort of in their late teens now, as they're sort of entering the work workforce and really becoming independent buyers. Um, the propensity to use voice uh, technology in that in that group is much higher than even even uh, millennials and those of us in our sort of thirties and forties nowadays. Um, so I think that's really going to change to uh, the the behavior and mode of interaction, you know, for consumers and, and I think retailers in particular have to be on top of that. So uh, yeah, I think now's the time. <laughs> Eric, uh, where can people learn more about uh, what Voices is doing? Yeah, so they can, uh, you know, they can uh, learn more at our website. It's voices, V-O-Y-S-I-S dot com. Um, you know, plenty of information there on the platform and what we do, and, and, and obviously happy to engage further with people as they're uh, interested in learning more. All right. Just uh, 